Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. And uh, that's, uh, you know, Jersey's a dangerous team. They got some speed at their forwards. They got some guys that can really scoot. So I thought we... Uh, that we did a pretty good job. We got the lead and against the team that played last night. And even though it's not as hard as it used to be, <laughs> but uh, but it was a good solid win. And Chase on finally scoring. Yeah, Chase. What, he, what was he doing tonight? Was he doing anything? You know, he was. Tonight? He was just. You could tell there was just a hunger around the net. He was just. He was like he was whacking and chopping at pucks, and he got to the net hard. So. I think the frustration had just got to the point where he just wasn't going to be denied, and that's uh, that's a good sign. Get one, and hopefully he's a guy that, if you look at it, he's usually scores in streaks, so hopefully that's a good sign of things to come. Dave, at the tail end of last season, Miko Koskinen was very honest in his own assessment, saying that his play had tailed off a little bit. What are you seeing from him in the crease that's maybe allowed him to grasp a little bit more control? He's just solid. He's, you know, he's... He's rested all the time. He comes in. He's got good practice before his starts. And both guys, you know, for the most part, have been really solid. And he got in there tonight. Like, there was, I think, the one real great chance they had went off the crossbar. But, but other than that, you look at it around, you didn't have to make outstanding saves. with just in position. He made the game look simple for him. So that's a, that's a strong game by a goaltender. He's positionally sound. Just right in tune with the game and uh, got rewarded with a shutout. Uh, Dave, you mentioned uh, Pearson. Um, what did you like about his his game tonight after you know coming out? Uh, the- Just uh, nothing. There was nothing special about him. I mean, he got a couple of assists by getting the puck going to the net, but uh, but he was just. Yeah, we were hoping for a bounce back game from him. He moved the puck all right. He was efficient. Not not losing. Uh, not losing a lot of battles, just being on the right side of the puck. He just he just did things simple and uh, efficient tonight, and that kept him out of trouble. And there was a lot of talk this week, obviously, about uh, Nugent Hopkins' la- lack of production. Uh, mm. Not the case tonight. Uh, yeah. what you see from from him. Yeah, a couple of real good assists tonight. Like he's he's been around it. He's one of those guys that we talk about that he's around some chances, but either they're not going in for him or they're not going in for his wingers. So. Once some people start scoring around him, then it looks like he's getting some points. So that's what happened tonight. And Hawes scored again. He looked like he yeah. could have been hurt there when he crashed into the board. Yeah, he looked like a little accordion going into the boards there. But he's, he seemed to already came back in the third and played. So he's, uh, he keeps growing. His game keeps growing. He's, he's, uh, the face-off circle's been he's getting better in there. And uh, it just looks like he has the puck more. He's more in, more in tune with the game. So... He's got to keep growing, but uh, his game is going the right direction. And when Ch- when Shane's there, you win more face-offs, obviously. On the left side, yeah. Left side. On the left side, yeah. Shane and Archie jumped in tonight and gave us a real strong game. Like, just their their reads on the penalty kill are really good. I mean, they they were strong. Chase, I made a joke about uh, his mom being in the crowd. Was there a little extra jump from all the guys with the mom? Probably, down? you know, like 
I think that's a factor. I do, you know. It's, hey, you want to impress your mom, right? So hopefully if that was a factor, that's two more games that were coming up. Hopefully it's a factor in those. Alan says moms don't give me advice like that. You can play good or bad, it doesn't matter to them. They're still going to love you. Sometimes dad or coaches aren't the same, out of the same mold. All right. All right, that is Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, courtesy GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com. The Edmonton Oilers win it 4-0 over the Devils. Scoreless after the first period in the second. Dreisaitl on a breakaway, then Haas and Neal a minute six apart, and then Chase on the goal they were talking about on a power play in the third to seal the deal. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown in Studio 99, overtime open line, courtesy Hartland Ford. Thanks a lot for listening tonight. Miko Koskinen gets his fifth career shutout Rob he makes 26 saves he's 6-1-1 one one this season uh, he's been excellent uh, beginning of the season there was question marks throughout the lineup for you and I we always thought that goaltending would be the biggest question mark for this team you know you had Koskin coming off an, an off end of the year last year and Mike Smith who had you know, uh, an off year for him in a, in a pretty good career, and, and you're hoping that these two guys can pull it together, and they they have. They've been outstanding. Now, the one thing is neither one of them has had to be outworked uh, because they they've been able to split their timing. So you're not there's no fatigue isn't an, an issue. And Koskinen, there was a lot of questions about you know is his glove hand are they are they taking advantage of that? Can he adapt to the the smaller ice surface? And, and he talked about the fact that he practiced a lot on a smaller ice surface over the course of the summer to prepare for this year, and it shows. Uh, he, he's he's had one goal that I can remember on the season that he might want back. Other than that, he's given them solid starts. He's given them a chance each and every game that he's played. And I don't think he was tested as much tonight, but he made a couple saves at big moments. So he looks so much more confident, comfortable, in control than he did throughout most of last year. And the team feeds off that. When they know that their goaltender is comfortable in that and confident and nothing's going to get by them, they can go out and play the game without that fear of the big mistake. So Koskin and another excellent start. Yeah, and you might look at 4 nothing and say, oh, well, okay, that wasn't too tough. But, you know, like I said, scoreless after the first with 25 minutes left in the game. It's still one nothing. Edmonton could have gone either way. Koskinen was was making the saves that he needed to make, and then eventually the Oilers were able to extend. So yeah, he's been he's been a big part, and, and you said it. I mean, he has he's had nine appearances, really one goal. I mean, there's always goals where you say, ah, well, maybe I'm sure he would have, but I mean, there's really only been one obvious goal where you said that that's got to be stopped. That was the one against Arizona, and hey, even in that game they got a point. Yeah, right. He, he battled after that and and got him into overtime. All right, the penalty killing. Four for four tonight. Riley Shand, who I'm going to make the fourth star of the game for White Eagle Homes, built from the homeowner's perspective with thousands of personalization options. Visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. He goes 13 out of 19 in the faceoff circle for 68%. He and Archibald started the penalty kills. What did they do that made them so effective? Well, they worked off of each other. Uh, when one player was forcing in a certain place was aggressive the other player knew exactly where the puck was going to go so the aggressiveness continued and they just kept flip-flopping in the defensive zone they're aggressive all over the ice they read the plays very very well they got pucks out when they needed to uh shea and one face-offs which is very important on a pk to start with he never really got to see until the very last power play where suban 
had three or four shots. You never really got to see if Jersey had uh, a quality power play or not because they never got set up. Uh, the Oilers did such a good job at keeping the puck to the outside and Jersey just kept rimming the puck back and forth around the boards and fighting for it. And I can tell you from experience, that's frustrating. When you can't get set up, it is very, very frustrating. So uh, they, their names aren't all over the, the score sheet. But as Dave Tippett talked about, they had a huge impact on this game because the New Jersey Devils, who aren't going to generate probably a whole lot five-on-five, five, weren't able to generate anything on the power play because of their penalty-killing units. Oilers win it 4 nothing over the Devils. Whenever they score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for an appetizer at Japanese Village. Triple-A steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses. The Oilers' record on the season is now 11-5-2. They're 6-2-1 here on home ice. You can reach us at 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. We will welcome Bradley to the show. Bradley, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking my call here, guys. Um, I was going to talk about Koskinen, but it sounds like Rob kind of touched on it, so I'll just kind of switch gears. I know uh, in the beginning of the season, our goaltending was probably the Achilles heel, just speaking on behalf of most Oilers fans. Do you think uh, getting Mike Smith, just that better presence and him being like known to be really fierce, like feisty and really intense, do you think that's played a role in our performance as having a 1A and 1B for our goaltenders? I, I think two things, or actually more, probably more than two things that have really uh, solidified the goaltending. Obviously, the play of Mike Smith. He's come in and played very well. He has a lot to prove. He's had a, he's had a great career. Uh, I, I think a lot of people probably wrote his career off after the season he had last year in Calgary, but he's been good that way. I think the playmaking ability, the fact that he gets out and, and plays pucks, moves pucks. It gives a little creative edge on the back end. It, it helps the Oilers. When, when the Oilers get in trouble is when they get stuck in their own zone. He keeps the puck out of the zone as quick as possible. Like he gets the puck and he snaps it up there. So I think that helps. But I think his the demeanor that he brings, the, the swagger that he has. I, I've heard it from many people, and if you watch the Oilers' benches, the Oilers seem to be a quiet team. All their leaders are, are, are quiet individuals. Leon, Connor, Nuge, uh, Darnell. Like, not real boisterous guys. Don't walk around with a lot of swagger. The, the, the additions they brought in with Neil and with Mike Smith and Nett, they come with swagger. You notice when they're in a game, they play with edge. I mean, Mike Smith plays with edge as a goaltender. So that that's contagious. So, yeah, I think the addition of Mike Smith. Now, obviously, if Mike Smith comes in with swagger and doesn't play well, well, it, it's completely different. But he has swagger. He's played well. And he's given the Oilers a one-two punch. They do not have to ride one goalie. And we saw last year when Koskinen got tired, he wasn't as effective. A well-rested Koskinen this year has been excellent. All right, Bradley, you are going to finish the play. You already have up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online, jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo code CHED. Here we go. Pearson angled it off the wall. Chase on back pass to Nugent Hopkins. He'll carry it into the zone. Feather it back. One-timer chase on and a save made by Schneider. And he didn't look like he saw that one all that well either. All right, that was a close call for Chase on. He eventually would get one in the third. So to finish the play, Bradley, how many goals did Chason have last year? 22 or 8? He just got a brand new contract because he had a really good year. Yeah, it's a good call. I'm going to say 22. 
He had 22, absolutely, to go with 16 assists last season for the Oilers. Gets his first goal tonight. Bradley, your name's going into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting. That's valued at 1000 bucks. Safe adrenaline pumping fun. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. The goal scorers for the Oilers tonight. Dreisaitl, Chason, Haas, and Neal. Neal got... Uh, hitting the foot with a puck shortly after scoring his 12th of the season, but he did come back for the third. Which was good. I mean, when you have a guy at as hot as Neil has been to start the season, I mean, he's got 12 goals on the season. I mean, that's a that's a season for a lot of players, and he's already got it thus far. You don't want him missing any time. Uh, he's sort of solidified the second line, which I thought was much better tonight uh, with Nugent Hopkins and Chase on. He comes back, and it's funny too, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who has not scored with the uh, the, at, at the, the pace that he usually does in the National Hockey League again has a puck going towards the net deflected right in front. Tonight it's Chase on that deflects it in, but I think he'll keep taking the assists if his teammates keep scoring the goals. So as well as Neil scoring tonight, huge goal for Alex Chase on. Well, I, I thought Dugent Hopkins had, had a very good game. Uh, he had a rough night in the faceoff circle tonight, two out of nine, though he is over 50% for the season. I, I mean, I thought he had a tough game against St. Louis. Some, some plays and some maybe lost battles that usually wouldn't happen to Nugent Hopkins, but he was right back on top of it tonight. He briefly had a three-assist game, but they eventually <laughs> uh, gave Chase on one on, on Neal's goal, but Nugent Hopkins looked very, very good. He, he was, and, and, and he knows that uh, he could be better five-on-five five than he's shown. We've seen over the last couple of years uh, what he's capable of doing. He had the career year last year. The expectations were very, very high. For him this year and and it didn't get off to the start he wanted he was good tonight he was very good the puck was going in for for his line mates that's important uh he the, the pass that he made to leon dreisaitl to spring him on the breakaway that's a great play a great play by nuge first of all take making the look finding him there and then putting it tape to tape so a uh, nuge was a, a good game and if if they can get that second line going playing at the capabilities that they should be playing at then this is a much, much stronger hockey club. And tonight we saw that because you didn't have to rely on line number one because lines two, three, and four were very good. Well, this, what have we talked about? The Oilers have, well, their 7-1 start was largely goaltending and special teams. Mm-hmm. And tonight they got goaltending. They clearly won the special teams battle. And plus they got a depth goal for Haas. And, and again, we're not saying that lines three and four each have to get a goal every game. But you, you got to kill penalties and you got to score. You know, every every second game w- would be nice to go along with the what the ever the big guys contribute. I mean, all the formulas came together for Edmonton today. It, it was a good game. I, the first line wasn't as dominant as we've seen in a number of games this year, but the Oilers as a whole were dominant because second, third, and fourth lines played very well, kept things going offensively, kept things the momentum going. They At the end of the game, they didn't have to overtax their number one line. I don't know if, if, if Connor's line came out in the last three, four minutes of the game. I don't, what were their minutes tonight? Lower Connor than, plays 19-17. Dreisaitl plays 18-49. Rarely are we so saying that, anything under 20 minutes. Yeah. Usually it's 23 to 27. So And, and often... 8 to 10 in the third period. Today, that could be dialed back. Which is kind of nice. And it's good for the rest of the players to get some some consistency in their game, getting a little extra ice time. And the only way you get that is if you play well and you 
have a lead. And the Oilers tonight had a comfortable lead throughout the third period. All right, 4-0, the Oilers win it. Let's go back down to their dressing room for GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. Here's Alex Chason. Yeah, I don't have to answer any of you guys' question about depth scoring for five days. Uh, no, obviously, I, um, a little bit of a wake-up call for me earlier in the week. Um, I thought I responded well with that. Um, I thought tonight, just personally, I thought I was around it the whole night. Um, felt like I was playing on the inside, around the net, puck was following me. When I play that way, usually good things happen. So uh, obviously nice to get an opportunity on the power play with those guys and uh, a couple of good looks and uh, glad the first one um, is off now and I can just focus the rest of my game. Four different goal scores tonight. Uh, pretty well balanced attack today. I, I say so. I, I thought... Uh, I thought the way we, we responded in the second period, uh, we kind of took over uh, our pace a little bit. Execution, execution was a lot better, and um, obviously Miko was great uh, again tonight. So um, contribution from uh, different guys. Uh, your best players are going to be your best players in this league, but uh, I've said this times and times again. Um, when you got guys on any given night coming in and pulling on the rope, that's what makes. Uh, that's what's going to make this team dangerous. Your mom was here. Yeah. Does that help? <laughs> she might have to stay for the rest of the month. <laughs> no, it's good to see her. Uh, it's hard. Uh, it's hard in the season to see family. Um, obviously, we're out west. Uh, our schedule so far this year has kind of been two at home, three on the road, two at home, three on the road. So. I know my mom uh, was uh, kind of pushing all summer for a mom's trip. Uh, my dad has had five, so uh, she said enough of that. Uh, it's time for me to, to get on one of those. So uh, it's good to see her last night. Um, she was here tonight. I'm sure she's had a few glasses of wine, so she'll be happy. What's your name? Marilyn. Marilyn? Yeah. How do we spell that? M-A-R-I-L-Y-N. Okay, so... All right, that's Alex Chase on the, uh, the Oilers' mother's are here today and then they go on the road trip to california so that's why alex being asked questions about that and now you also got the spelling of his mother's name so that's pretty cool jason gets the goal as the Oilers take down the new jersey devils for nothing tonight for their 11th win of the season uh, i'm going to give the adjustment of the game that the nhl should hire the count from sesame street see <laughs> the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts you, a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Now, Rob, you're right. The Oilers did have too many men on the ice. Yep. After this, and, and uh, I retweeted a uh, tweet from a user called the Fauf, F-A-U-P-H. Uh, he sent me a nice screen cap of the, of the Devils in possession of the puck with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys on the ice with possession of the puck yeah, right further over. Yeah, but, it, but it, you, see, you don't have kids, do you? So when you play, when your kids are playing in minor hockey and the other team is up by four, you're allowed to put extra men on the ice. <laughs> okay. So that's what happened that's, right That's there. what the Devils were doing. Okay. Well, good for them. <laughs> that was, I, I don't know how they didn't, I mean, well, it didn't, the, didn't matter. The reason, it was just, it was, it, to me, it was so obviously yeah, yeah, the, too I many mean, men on New Jersey. So the New Jersey. They had the puck right in front of their the, own the bench. Jersey, the Jersey player made the mistake because he had the puck and they're making a change and he turned back towards the bench. None of the players that came onto the ice when they were switching, they're all by the bench, none of them got involved in the play. 
So that's why I think the ref let that one go. When it came to the Oilers, I mean, Neil made a mistake. Neil went to the bench, and he was touching the boards, looking at the bench. His man jumped onto the ice and skated, and he was almost, he was at center. And then Neil jumped back into the play, which was right along the boards. So Neil, that was too many men. The fans weren't happy because at one point, as you said, minor hockey rules, you're allowed to put eight guys on in a 4 nothing lead game. New Jersey had a bunch of players on the ice. But a lot of the Jersey players are smaller, so you can't see them as well. So I think you're allowed to do that as, as well. So the referee didn't notice it. But yeah, I, after seeing your video conclusive <laughs> evidence, I will give you that maybe there should have been co- coincidental too many men on the ice penalties. That would have been funny. I've never seen that before, though. Coincidental too many men well, on the ice if penalties. Well, if the Devils one would have been blown dead, the Oilers one never would have been called, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, they both had... There was, four, there was 14 players on the ice right there at one moment. That's quite a few players. <laughs> all, all in one it's small like area. It's a football game yeah. all, of a, all of a sudden. Oilers win at 4-0 over New Jersey, 780-496-0063. You can also text... 630, 6.30. Let's bring Tony onto the show. Hey, Tony, how are you doing? Not too bad. Um, I got a couple of comments and uh, a question for Rob. The one con- the comments I have are, um, is it just me or does it seem like the refing has gone down a little bit? You know, I've, I'm, you know, I'm not biased. Like, I'll call both for both teams. But it seems like the refs are calling a, lot, a little bit more on the Oilers. This, another one is... You know how when the puck gets thrown into the netting, you know, by a stick, shouldn't there be, like, I don't know, a penalty or something? Because it happens more now than ever. And also, do you think Mike Smith is maybe a little annoyed the fact that he's not starter because he has been in his career? Uh, there's a lot of things there. Uh, I, I think the refing is actually better now than it was 10, 15 years ago because there's two refs in the in the game. So I think the refing is better. Uh, I throwing the puck into the netting. The netting's up there simply to protect the fans. So I don't. I mean, there's a penalty if you throw the the puck in into the netting in your own zone, but you're not going to do it anywhere else. And Mike Smith, right now, he'd love he would love to crease every game if he has but he and get it. But right now, he he's he's a team player and he understands that his goaltending partner has been lights out and he's helping the team win. So I don't think Mike Smith has, I think he's happy when Koskinen does as well as he does because that means his team is winning and right now his team is having a great start to the season. Yeah, he knew the deal. And in fact, his deal includes bonuses based on how many appearances he has. So he he knew exactly, hey, I I play better, I play more, I make more money. I mean, that's sometimes people write in and say, why aren't contracts based on you score this many goals, this is your salary? Well, Smith's salary is kind of directly tied into how he does this season and I don't think that they're ever unless obviously there's an injury but I don't think they're ever going to start a guy five six seven in a row even if he's playing well I mean I think I would put Koskinen back in against the Ducks and then I think Smith plays against the Sharks yeah uh, but, or you could go the opposite way and it wouldn't even... Uh, well, true. I mean, they've been going kind of going back and forth anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can't really go wrong. Both goaltenders have played well. Both goaltenders have given them quality starts, and that's what they need and that's what they want. And you don't want one guy to get to, to play four or five in a row and the other guy gets stale because the formula that they've been using thus far has worked, and you want to continue to have it work. Uh, having two quality goaltenders that you know can give you a win and steal a game for you any given night... That is a, 
a luxury that the Oilers have not had in a long, long time. So they're going to ride it as long as they can. $100 donation tonight to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, courtesy of Ascendant Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascendant Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. $25 for every goal the Oilers score throughout the season going to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. So thank you very much, Ascendant Financial. Phil from Stony Plains says, guys, I'd say Ken Holland has some serious issues to deal with. We have a good team, depth on defense. Too many decent forwards that all qualify as NHL players. A few quality forwards chomping at the bit on the farm. Same situation on defense. He has a Yessi Pugliarvi problem and a cap issue. Do we look at trades that include high-paid defensemen and Yessi for a first or second line forward? What does Holland do with the tools he has to improve the team to make us a cup contender this year as compared to a team that's going to make the playoffs, which was the goal at the beginning of the year? Okay, a lot in there from Phil. I, I don't know if Phil, uh, Ken, Hall, uh, Ken Holland is going to do much in the short term. I don't think Ken Holland or anybody really saw this as a, a team on the verge of winning the Stanley Cup. As, as much as that's the ultimate goal and there's been a lot of disappointment here, I, I don't know if anybody saw that. I, I think he wants to see some of these guys play. Mm-hmm. Haas and Nygaard and Parison had never played in the NHL before. I think he wanted to see how the goaltending plan we just talked about was going to work out. I think he wanted to see if some depth, depth players, maybe the, you know, the Karas and those guys of the world, the Patrick Russells, were going to grab their opportunities. I, I don't know if he's... You know, Pugliarvi could be moved. And they could... And that's something that's going to happen in the next month. It has month. to happen in the next month before December or, 1st. Or it's not happening. Right. If it doesn't happen by December 1st, it, does, it doesn't no. happen. Um, the cap situation could change for next year if there's, you know, some older players who are maybe moved along or bought out to bring up some players from the farm. I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think he... I don't think Holland is looking at anything short-term saying, okay, no. I got I to gotta do it now. I got to make a splash. I, I mean, hey, you know what? If the Oilers win 11 out of 18 games all season long and are on that pace, maybe he does start thinking, okay, but, maybe I can do something. Okay, but but uh, I've never been a believer in, in renting a player. I never have believed that giving up assets for some guy that's going to be with you for 15 games and hopefully a playoff run, and then you're not going to have him, him or the assets the next year. I think if Holland sees something that can make this team better this year, but also next year and the year after, then he, he will make a move. But I don't think that the, the Oilers, where they are right now, want to start giving up assets or start moving players for somebody that is just going to come and hopefully play the rest of the season with them. And then after that, he's gone. So I think Ken Holland right now is just still evaluating. And I think the evaluation process isn't just going to be till December 1st or January 1st. This evaluation is going to go probably till the beginning of March. And then when is the Mar- when is the trade deadline this year? Is it in March? I don't even know the exact yeah. date. So, it's usually it, late February. Yeah, so like a couple weeks before that. I think that's how long this evaluation is going to go with the Oilers players. And and then he'll decide what he's going to do going forward. But I've never been a believer of renting someone because if you go through all the past players that have been rented and the what they teams have given up and the lack of success those teams have had, and then all of a sudden for the next two or three years they don't have a first-round pick because they had some guy that played four playoff games for them and then the team bowed out makes no sense to me uh trade deadlines february 24th we'll talk about that closer to the trade deadline 
Oilers win it 4-0 over the Devils. Here's New Jersey's Taylor Hall for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, License Insolvency Trustees. Yeah, I know it didn't. Um, but at the end of the day, you lose four Cobb. It's, uh, it's tough. So um, just got to find a way to get better. Why do you guys think you're struggling with just finding that consistent style of play? I don't know. If we knew the answers, probably um, probably be doing it. It's a it's a hard league, and especially on the road, you have to find your game early, and you have any kind of let up, um, a couple of bad shifts, and ends up in the back of your net. That's all it was tonight, though. It was a couple of bad shifts, like three bad shifts in the second period, and that was pretty legit. But yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I thought we, you know, we had some good um, sustained uh, periods of time where where we played well and, and probably uh, maybe deserved a goal or two but um, like I said that's that can happen um, especially on the road especially against a team that um, you know they're playing pretty dangerous right now and we didn't seem to have an answer for that in the second period what's happening that you can't get shots on the power play yeah, it wasn't a great night. I think all of us, um, we forced plays. We, um, when we did shoot, it was it was out of the zone um, pretty quickly after, and didn't really have any um, any ozone time where it was more than 10, 15 seconds. Um, pretty disappointing, especially on a night where um, could have maybe got you back in the game. You guys had that stretch where the power play was doing really well, and you guys were really riding with it, had some momentum. Did anything? You guys aren't running anything different, so what's changed? Is it just not being able to generate or...? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, just you get on the road and sometimes you, you struggle a little bit. Um, it's up to guys like me to be better on there. You guys have had a few of these now where you played well enough to win, but you know, I didn't get the outcome that you would have hoped. Do these Are these starting to wear on you guys at all? It's tough for sure. I mean, you, you're here to win games and um, you know, when you play well enough to, to have a chance, it's, uh, it's tough, but um, we lost by four, so maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't that close, maybe, um, maybe it just felt like that, but I, I, I thought on the back-to-back -back we, we had a good effort. Um, guys stepped up and, and really improved from last night, so we'll take what we can from it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, that is Taylor Hall. His New Jersey Devils beaten 4-0 tonight by the Edmonton Oilers. More post-game reaction, more your phone calls, 780-496-0063. When we bring you back inside Studio 99, overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 632. He turns it over as he hit the Oilers line. Nugent gave it right back. Each year, quick check to save made by Miko Koskinen. And a tough chance for Koskinen. There's your save of the game, courtesy Jiffy Lube. Be wise, winterize Koskinen. Was not beaten tonight. 26 saves for the shutout. Oilers beat the Devils 4-zip. Here's Koskinen. 
You know, I think that's the most important thing we're, we're here for Edmonton Oilers and uh, try to win as much game as we can. And, uh, you know, when you do this, you feel every time fresh and uh, it's good. Nico, you haven't allowed more than three goals in a game this season. Is this fair to say that this is probably one of your best stretches of hockey so far? Oh, I don't know. That's that's up to you guys. Felt like felt that I played pretty well last last year and sometimes too, but it's tough to say. Uh, it's four different goal scorers today. Was that as well balanced as an effort from your club this season? Oh yeah, that was great. Great to see so many goal scorers tonight, and we got like Chaser got his first goal of the year, so that's I think it's a big boost for him, and he's gonna. Score so many more goals in the future. A lot of the storylines have been about how the top two guys have been getting the goals and the talk about the bottom six scoring. Is it kind of rewarding and refreshing to see those guys get on the score sheet a little bit? Yeah, of course. I'm happy happy for them, and uh, you know they're all all great players, and it's just like a matter of the time when they're gonna score more goals. All right, there's Miko Koskinen. First shutout of the season for him. Second Oilers shut out this year. Mike Smith did shut out the Winnipeg Jets, but he, he didn't did, get yep. the win. The Oilers lost one nothing in a shootout. All right. You can text 630-630. Ron from Lloyd says you have to like the record. 11-5-2. and two. Uh, I thought they would be better. However, I'm presently surprised. It's as good as it is. I like Haas and the speed he brings. He seems to be getting better each game. Bear has been impressive. I like what Pearson brings as well. Which of the Oh, wow, we got some people really looking ahead tonight. Uh, Ron says, which of the current men will be the odd men out when Bouchard and Jones are ready? <laughs> well, that's, that's uh, a that's... long way in the future. That'll be, uh, I mean, next year at the earliest for both of them. If well, Jones both of them could, are going to could be play here. this year. Well, he could, but if you, if you want both guys year, in, yeah. yeah. No, I... This, I mean, you'd look at no, I I'm not, guys I later in their careers. Yeah, you, you can't know, even look at that. Yeah. Who knows that they, I mean, who knows, there could be a trade, a young player could be traded away at, before that time. So you don't know who's going to be in the lineup next year, so no. Wow, people are really thinking ahead. Forget about, well, one, it's funny, one, forget it's very, about one game at a time. Well, well it's weird. Like, I, I know that in the past 13 years, there's been a lot of times in November that people wanted to look ahead <laughs> and see who we're going to have next year. I think let's live in the moment this year because we're doing well. This is fun. We're winning hockey games. At, by the way, Adam Larson could be ready in a week and a half, so there's potentially a decision on uh, yeah, defense right I, there. To me, I never ever look at what a lineup could be in the future, especially when you look at the back end, because uh, the odds of everyone being healthy when, when Larson gets back are you know, 50-50 at best, so you wait until the day that it comes, and then you make the decision. Uh, but it, the, the Oilers will be a better team when Larson gets back and he's healthy and playing at the level that we've seen him play in the past. That'll be our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Joel Pearson. Tippett said, I think you need a night off. Mental and physical break. Comes back tonight, two assists, first two points of his career. He played well. Uh, I think that might be the difference uh, of a player that's got a little bit of experience. I know his experience is overseas as opposed to a young call-up from the minors. He, he understood what he did wrong. He understood how he had to get better. He didn't get down on himself when he's not in the lineup. When he came back out, uh, there was no hesitation in his game. He went out and was doing the things that made him successful earlier in the season. I thought he played very well. Good decisions with the puck. Again, 
Uh, you, you notice him in a couple plays where he got the, well, the one where he got set up the, the goal that Neil scored. But other than that, you didn't notice him a whole lot. And that's a good thing because he's a quiet defender. He does his best with just little plays that don't bring a lot of attention to himself. There was no big mistakes in his game tonight. Uh, Harrison w- was good and uh, continues to give the Oilers solid minutes when he's in the lineup. 4 nothing. The Oilers win it tonight. Let's go back down to the Devils dressing room for BDO. First call, Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, License Insolvency Trustees. Here's their goaltender, Corey Schneider. Kind of wanted it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought we played pretty well, honestly, up to that point. Um, you know, we kind of kept them at bay. They obviously got a good look with the dry slot breakaway. You know, they bury theirs. We didn't, you know, we hit crossbar in our breakaway, and that was a difference until then. But up to then, I thought... I thought we played pretty well, structure-wise, keeping their top guys, um, you know, not letting them be too threatening. And then, uh, obviously, those two goals quickly there towards the end of the second, um, you know, made the change in the game. How did you feel the defensive court handled losing Botnin for an extended period of time? Again, I, th- I think overall uh, we did a really good job handling most of it. Um, you know, uh, a couple of their goals were just, you know, tips or just some breakdowns like that, but it wasn't like it was, you know, major, major breakdowns over and over again. We weren't conceding too many odd man rushes, and, you know, if we got hemmed in, we were able to survive, it seemed like. But, again, losing Sammy early on doesn't help on a back-to-back, but I thought our 5D, um, they stepped up. They played a lot of minutes and and did the best they could. Corey, just for you personally, how do you feel after this one? Uh, Again, it sucks to lose. It's as simple. Um, Just as a team, personally, individually, it, it never... It never feels good, so um, you know it doesn't matter how you felt out there. It doesn't matter what you did or didn't do. Uh, the end result right now is the same. So um, just have to, like I said, try to come up with a win to end this trip and split it and uh, and head back home. But uh, we have another big one Sunday, so I think that's where everyone's focus right now. We're not going to dwell on this one for too long. Corey Schneider having a tough year so far for the Devils. Now 0-4 and 1 after spending. A good stretch of years. I mean, Bob Bob referenced he had a six-year stretch where he had the best save percentage in the NHL. I mean, is that the tail end of his career? But he, he was an exceptional goalie, and I'm sure he's going to have a good stretch this year as well. But he's off to a tough start. He's off to a tough start. The team is off to a tough start. Uh, they they just they make a lot of mistakes. I, I know they have speed. I know they have skill. But I, I didn't see a lot of battle level with them tonight. I think that when the Oilers became a little more physical, when the Oilers got in on the floor checked, uh, I don't think that New Jersey had a response to that. Uh, And then as far as Schneider, he didn't make the big save that the team desperately needed from him. Now, I don't know if any of the goals you could say he's got to have that, but when you've got a team in front of you that is fragile, a team not playing very well, and a team desperate for points. You need you need a goalie sometimes to steal one for you tonight, and he didn't. And I mean, it's it's got to be frustrating. It's been a tough couple of years for for Schneider and the New Jersey Devils, and that's after a ton of success. He was one of the best goalies in the league for 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 a long, long time. It's got to be hard some days putting the jersey on, knowing that ooh, hey, I got to keep it close. And the way I'm playing right now, it's probably a 50-50 chance that's not going to happen. Did you notice Simmons either of the two games? Yeah, in all honesty, I, I thought about him a few times when I saw him out on the, the ice. He, to me, does not look like the player that we would see when the Oilers used to play against Philadelphia. He was uh, an emotional leader, a physical leader. He was a guy that 
just was always involved in something. Uh, I thought he played, in the both games the, the Oilers played him, I thought he played two very, very quiet games to the point where you know, I'm like, ooh, maybe his best years are gone for him, and that was a signing that the, the Devils might regret. But, yeah, I agree. Uh, he, the, he is the type of player that Devils team needs. They need him to be abrasive because, that, to me, that New Jersey Devil team is a, seems like a small, fast, skilled team without the abrasiveness. That's what he was brought in to do, and I didn't notice it all tonight. Oilers win at 4-0 as we check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers? Head to edmontontrailer.com. In Sweden earlier today, the Lightning got by the Sabres 3-2. The Red Wings having a tough season, get their fifth win of the year, 4-2 over Boston of all teams. Boston, a couple losses this week. And two goals by? Yeah, Fabry, who was just traded there. Well, right after the game on uh, Wednesday. And scores two. I think they're both power play goals, too. I mean, Fabry is a, a kid that has a ton of skill, and there was a ton of potential for him, but it was, I had a hard time staying healthy. Hopefully he finds his health and resurrects his career in Detroit, and I can tell you they desperately need someone to, to help that franchise right now because it has been a, some dark times in Detroit over the last little while. The Jets beat the Canucks 4-1. In the Western Hockey League, man, the Oil Kings looked like they had it. They were up 3-0 in the third. Lethbridge comes back to win 4-3 in a shootout. Your old teammate, Brad Lauer, probably not happy tonight. I thought you were going to say my old teammate scored for Lethbridge. I'm like, he's an over, over, over He's, he's really over age. No, Brad Lauer will not be happy about a, giving up a 3-0 lead on the road. Raptors won 122-104 over New Orleans. Defensive back Money Hunter from the Edmonton Eskimos injured in practice yesterday and uh, he had surgery on his hand slash wrist today just reading the reporting here by our Morley Scott so likely Arjun Colhoun going to re-enter the starting lineup he was activated earlier this week season on the line for the Eskimos Sunday 9:30 countdown to kickoff here on 6:30 Chad game at 11 so we'll have the East semifinal for you uh, we'll uh, follow along with the West game between Winnipeg and Calgary and at 5:30 we have our face-off show to get you ready for the Oilers and the Ducks at 7 that's going to be a fun Saturday uh, I believe the New England Patriots have a bye this week. Our next caller will know. The Patriots coming off uh, what I can only describe as an alarming loss and certainly makes you wonder about the future of that organization Actually, I think as he, we bring in Scott in Boston. I think last time he was on the phone, he guaranteed an undefeated Super Bowl winning season. I think he did. I think he, he did. did, Scott. Now, now what are you going to say? You jinxed it all. Am I on... Yes, yes, you are. Yes, you're on. All right. Notice when they lost that game, and I have a couple points to get to on Edmonton with hockey. And, Rob, I have another trivia for you, brother. brother. All right. I'm ready. All right. So the Patriots, real quick, we'll touch base on this. Did you notice Bill Belichick taking notes the whole game? He knows 16-0 and is probably not going to happen. But if these two teams meet up again in the playoffs, the Patriots will smoke them. They're going to think, okay, Lamar Jackson, you threw us a curveball, and we weren't ready, and you got us. You got us. But next time, get ready. Patriot, Patriots win the Super Bowl, 100%. That is your, barring injury, 100%. The Patriots okay. are winning the Super Bowl. I wrote, I wrote that down quickly on the Oilers. Go ahead. All right. I don't like the goalie situation. Why? I'm a firm believer in having a number one goalie. Name the last time you, you saw a Stanley Cup champion that had alternating goalies. You never see it. Grand Fear. Who? Animal Grand Fear. Well, the Fear. second year Pittsburgh. No, Rob. Grand Fear was rounds. the number one 
I'm sorry to interrupt you there, Reed. Grant Fuel was easily well, number. No, you can- we're, we're not talking about. We're, 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 the we're so far away from talking it, about the Oilers yes, getting a Stanley Cup. We're talking stop. about right now getting the the team to the playoffs and having Why alternating goaltenders. Establish a number one goalie. Because both goaltenders are playing well right now. You got to pick one. It's you like having two girlfriends. No, you, you got to not if, not if they're, Because they're both playing well. Why do, would you have to pick one? Uh, I, it just gives you rhythm. It gives you. Um, well, they're, they're in a great rhythm right now because they got two goalies playing great. That's a great rhythm. Every team in the I, I guarantee you, every team in the National Hockey League would love to have two goalies that they can put in alternating every night, knowing that they're going to get quality starts. They would love to have that. Don't you think each goal, and again, don't dump me, Reed, I have trivia, but don't you think each goalie, Kaskinen and uh, Mike Smith, are sitting there going, I'm the better goalie, I should be starting well, every I, night? Well, I, 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 so, I would hope they, they are, yeah. They, they, were, they were straight up told in the summer, Tippett even said, he told them, I hope you each play 41 games and you play 41 great right. games each. Right. There was, there was I guess, no, all right. I there was we'll no, be, I understand what you're saying about teams that ultimately win cups, but we're... A long way from that. Do your trivia now, please, Scott. All right. I guess we'll agree to disagree on that. I don't like it. I want a number one goalie. But here we go. Trivia. Rob, you ready? I, I am ready. All right. We, we all know 50 goals in 50 games is a huge benchmark, right? Yeah. Gretzky has the quickest, 39 games. He got it done. 50 yeah. goals in 39 games. Yeah. Now, this is a two-part trivia question. If you could nail both of these, I'm going to drop my phone and, and, and go to bed. All right. Who you better not be cheating on Google. I'm not cheating. You never give me time to cheat. All right. We don't have. We don't know how to use computers. Go ahead. We don't, Edmonton hasn't got computers. I don't even yet. have a computer. There's here. no Wi-Fi in Edmonton. I want to visit Edmonton one day. I love. I love hockey so much. Uh, I come in January. Rob, it's the best time Rob to be and here. I won't be around. Always uh, January. Reed, I'd expect to meet you for a beer. Now listen. Here we go. Wayne Gretzky, 50 goals in 39 games. Here's the question: Who? Did he play to uh, to get 50 in the 39th game, and how many goals did he score that night? He scored five team? against the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, my God. That's, that's so that easy, Scott. So, no, that, that was easy? really hard. That's really, really hard. I'm just really smart. You're right, Scott. That Imagine how sick that is, five goals in the 39th game. I've been well, a Gretzky fan since. How about all the people that were in Vancouver the next night that bought bought tickets because they thought Wayne Gretzky yeah. was going to do it in Vancouver. Lost that game, like, yeah. wow. You re-raised me. I didn't know that. You just, <laughs> you just educated me. How good was... Who was, who was better? I think Mario Lemieux. Ready for this one? This is going to piss off a lot of people. I think Mario Lemieux had more raw talent than Wayne Gretzky, but he, but he, he was cut short with injuries and cancer. Well, he was cut short. He was cut short. Scott, Scott we're going to have to ask you to save the, the second part for the next time. Thanks a lot for calling. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. You're still going to hear from the Nuge. The Oilers beat the Devils 4-0. We're live in Studio 99. Overtime open line, courtesy Hartlett Ford. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Now it's Wayne Simmons on his backhand. Scampering to the point. Shot redirected off clip bomb in front. And it stayed out. Koskinen knocked it down. Launched ahead for Drysaddle. Breakaway. Backhander score. Five hole on Corey Schneider. Leon Drysaddle. His 14th of the year. And Edmonton takes a 1-0 lead. Turns out to be the game winner in a 4-0 Oilers win over the New Jersey Devils. Ryan Nugent Hopkins 
one of his two assists tonight on that goal. Here's the Nuge. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good 60 for us uh, all the way through. I mean, it started with uh, Miko making some big saves, especially early. That kind of gives you a jump start. And uh, then it just started from our D up to the forwards. Um, so it was, it was a good response after last game. I mean, uh, we lost the two in a row. So it's uh, definitely nice to finish off a little homestand here with a win. A little bit about uh, just kind of the importance of it. You know, you have a nice lead in the Pacific Division, and it's hard to continue that kind of pace, but just continuing to, to be victorious and working your way pretty soon to the quarter point of the season. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, we, we set ourselves up uh, good in the first 15, 16 games here, and uh, we got to keep that rolling. And um, I mean, it's a lot of fun when uh, when you're feeling good and you're winning, and uh, things uh, things just kind of come to you a little bit when uh, when you're on a roll like that. So uh, we got to get back to it a little bit. I think tonight, uh, tonight was a big win for us. Uh, we, we worked for it and uh, came out with the two points, which is big. What about for you individually? You got the helmet. I mean, just uh, assists, just how you felt about kind of the way things were flowing for you? Um, I think I had the, just the two. I think Chaser got a tip on the uh, on uh, Neither's goal there, but um, but I mean, uh, regardless, it was uh, for our line to get going uh, and uh, get some production going. It's definitely nice. And um, I mean, even if we don't score, uh, we want to be producing uh, or creating chances and um, at least getting momentum for our team. And tonight, uh, I thought we did a better job of that, and then we got that one goal. So it was, uh, it was definitely nice to get that one. Ryan, Nico Koskinen has not allowed more than three goals in a game this season, but you've been getting it from both goaltenders. When you're getting consistency in the crease like that, what does that do for the rest of your club? Uh, it gives us a lot of confidence for sure. Um, like you said, both goalies have been huge for us. They've made some big saves and big moments in games, and uh, that's all you can ask from them. And, uh, and when you see that, it kind of gives you a little boost. And uh, Miko made some big saves to start the game, and uh, then we kind of rolled off of that. So, uh, I mean, it's awesome when you have uh, two guys that are just kicking it and, uh, and feeling good. So, it's, like I said, it just gives us a lot of confidence. Ryan Dugan Hopkins, the second star tonight. Joel Pearson, the third star. He had his first two NHL points, both assists. And Miko Koskinen, the first star of the shutout, 26 saves. The Oilers go to 11-5-2, beating the Devils 4-0. Okay, Sunday, here's what's happening on 6.30, Chad. Going to be fun. 9.30 countdown to kickoff. Kickoff at 11, Eskimos Alouettes in the East semifinal. And then 5.30 face-off show game at 7, Oilers at Ducks. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer back at 6.30, Chet, and to Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place. Oilers hockey is presented by World of Spas. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. You can get more on this 4-0 win on 6.30Chet.com, globalnews.ca. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.